G'day, welcome to Partaker's Podcast. Yesterday we started looking at what the Bible says about the Holy Spirit. Today we will look together at the work and the ministry of the Holy Spirit in the Bible and in our lives today. The ministry of the Holy Spirit can be seen in various ways. Let's take a brief look together. The Holy Spirit glorifies Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit will glorify God the Son, Jesus Christ. He will testify for Jesus Christ. He will witness for Jesus Christ and bring power for all Jesus' followers. This is the Spirit's prime role, that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is praised and glorified. This would intimate that the Holy Spirit is inordinately self-effacing. When Jesus was baptised, and the Spirit descended upon him, it signified that Jesus was not only filled with the Spirit, but was also the Spirit giver. Luke chapter 3 verse 21 to 22, Luke 4 verse 1 and 16 to 21. It was by and through the eternal Holy Spirit that Jesus offered himself as a sacrifice. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 14. Then we see that the Holy Spirit is the paraclete, a comforter, counsellor, or advocate. The Holy Spirit is one called to stand alongside, John 14, verse 16. Jesus said it would be better for him to go away and to send the Holy Spirit to live within all those who are followers of Jesus, John 16, verse 7. And the Holy Spirit ministers to us today in all ways that Jesus would if Jesus were here in person. And then the Holy Spirit is sent to convict the world and prove the world wrong about sin, about righteousness and judgment, John 16, verse 8. The Holy Spirit declares God's word. The Holy Spirit has a prime role in revelation. It was he, the Holy Spirit, who spoke through the prophets, and it was he who inspired the Bible, God's written word. 2 Peter 1 verse 21 More than this, the Holy Spirit interprets and illuminates God's written word to people. John 16 verses 12 to 15, 1 Corinthians 2 verses 10 to 16 And without the Holy Spirit, the Bible would simply be another book. With all this, The Holy Spirit also equips people for service. God is at work in his body, the church, to will and to act accordingly to his good purpose, to strengthen the work of the individual believer as one of his witnesses. This is evident throughout the book of Acts and the other New Testament writings. The Holy Spirit fills. This speaks of the Holy Spirit's control or domination of our life. The imperative thing, however, is rather how much the Holy Spirit has of the Christian disciple. Christian disciples, those who are followers of Jesus, are to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit, and this is meant to be our normal state. And the Holy Spirit gives power to enable Christians to evangelize about Jesus. God lives inside each Christian disciple through the Holy Spirit. For without the Holy Spirit, a person cannot be a Christian disciple. 
Christian disciples are born of the Holy Spirit, and we are known as regenerated, born again, or born from above. Here's a good one. The Holy Spirit indwells the Christian disciple and is assured proof of that disciple being God's very possession. You and I, as Christian disciples, are God's very own treasured possession. Wow! The Holy Spirit is a deposit, guaranteeing our future redemption, salvation and inheritance. The Holy Spirit transforms the Christian into the very likeness of Christ. As we Christians walk and live in the Spirit, are led by the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control, is produced in the life of the Christian. And finally for today, the Holy Spirit equips Christians for service. God is working in you to will and to act according to his purpose. What do you think is the best evidence for the work of the Holy Spirit? For all the supposed miracles and healings, these are not the prima facie or fundamental evidence for the work of the Holy Spirit. All these things can be counterfeited by Satan. 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 9, Colossians 2 verse 18. That is not to say that miracles and healings by God don't occur, just that it's not to be the main evidence of his work. As we've seen, the Holy Spirit also equips Christian disciples for service, and he does this through the giving of spiritual gifts. But that again is not where he is mostly seen or in evidence. The best and most assured sign of the work of the Holy Spirit in your life in my life, the life of any Christian disciple, is when Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is glorified, acknowledged, trusted, and served. The work of the Holy Spirit is in evidence where people's lives become more holy and more like Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 3, 2 Corinthians 3 verse 17 to 18. And as part of the work of the Holy Spirit, there is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This expression occurs seven times in the New Testament. Four times in the Gospels, referring to Jesus baptizing with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Acts chapter 1 verse 5 refers to Jesus' baptism with Holy Spirit and fire. Acts 11 verse 16 shows that Cornelius was an example of being baptised with the Holy Spirit, just as the disciples were at Pentecost. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 13 states that we are all baptised with the Holy Spirit into one body, which takes place at conversion. However, some people today suggest that there is a secondary experience to gain power for service an argument based on John 20 verse 20, where received the Holy Spirit, records the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Pentecost in Acts 2, as we have seen, is a baptism of spiritual power. Acts 19 verses 4 to 7 records the receiving of the Holy Spirit for believers. However, we should consider the following. 
Jesus' words in John 16, verse 7, make it clear that the Holy Spirit would not come to dwell in believers until Jesus Christ had returned to the Father. Pentecost is therefore the arrival of the Holy Spirit for the first time, not a secondary experience. The Samaritans received the Spirit later, after they had accepted the word about Jesus. Acts chapter 8, verse 14 to 17. This instance is used to seem to suggest that believers can receive the Holy Spirit after conversion. However, they received the person of the Holy Spirit as a Samaritan Pentecost, proving to the Jewish people at the time that God will indwell the Samaritans. For there were no Samaritans at Pentecost. Then there's Cornelius in Acts chapter 11. His baptism of the Spirit was at his conversion. And the gift of the Spirit equals the baptism of the Spirit. Acts 1 verse 4 to 5. Or Acts 2 verse 38. Repent and you will receive the gift or baptism of the Spirit. And it is not conditional. And then finally, the Ephesian Christians of Acts chapter 19 verses 1 to 7. The disciples were disciples of John the Baptist, not Jesus. They were corrected, converted, and received the Holy Spirit at their conversion. God may still give signs for those who need them, but we know that God prefers faith to signs. John chapter 14, verses 11, verse 20 and 29. Needless to say, God still uses people on both sides of the debate. That's it for today. Come back every day to www.partakers.co.uk where we will continue to look at the role of the Holy Spirit working within and through the early church. There are also an archive of over 3,000 podcasts for you to download and listen freely. See you later.